Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. The abundance of time that we have during these days of the month of Ramadan, or perhaps because so many of us are at home this particular year during this blessed month, can either be an incredible blessing for us, or it can be a curse. If we utilize the blessing that we have of having more time at our disposal because we realize that so much of our day is consumed with eating and drinking, socializing and the like, and we take that time and read a book, or we study our religion, or we recite some Qur'an, or we perform some prayers, or whatever it might be, we are maximizing the opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. But if we don't, and if we allow for ourselves to procrastinate during the course of our days, potentially these days can come back whereby we might have to be actually be accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for how we used it. And it's so ironic that so many of us, including myself, we often recite chapter 103 of the Holy Qur'an in our daily obligatory prayers, not as a means to speak to its beauty and its message, but rather because it's a really short chapter within the Holy Qur'an in order to speed up our prayers. When in reality what God states is Bismillahirrahmanirrahim wal-asr inna l-insana lafiyya khusr I swear by time, surely the majority of humanity is in a loss because of their failure to utilize the moments and the hours and the days of their life in a way that seeks proximity and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a dua in Sahifat al-Sajjadiyya, Imam Zain al-Abideen alayhi salam, he says, Oh Allah, as long as my life and my days are in obedience to you, extend my life. But the moment that you see me no longer being in a state of obedience to you, then take it away because I don't want to be held accountable for those moments that I didn't utilize in order to reach our ultimate goal and objective, which is knowledge and proximity to our Creator. When we come and we take a look at where we are as a human being, we see that we have this time at our disposal but we often love to procrastinate. We procrastinate when it comes to just about anything and everything. Deciding when you should do your homework or when you should work on your project or when you should write or when you should read or when you should do anything. We're so good at procrastinating because our lives are filled with so many a delusion and so many a distraction whereby we justify to ourselves why I'm going to do X and Y and Z as opposed to the things which are far more important and significant. For instance, during these days, we are almost one-third into the holy month of Ramadan, the month of Qur'an, the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down His book, the month in which we are to dedicate ourselves to its recitation, toward its contemplation. And I talk to myself and I say, how much have I really dedicated toward this book of God? toward His Word, toward His names and His attributes and His light, which has the opportunity to illuminate my heart. 
Oftentimes I make the intention, for instance, that I'm going to recite the whole Qur'an today. But while I'm fasting, I get so tired and I get so exhausted. And I tell myself, don't worry, I'm going to recite Qur'an after I break my fast and I have a little bit more energy. Or I'm going to make some dua. Or I'm going to perform some adhkar. Or make up some missed prayers. Or perform some recommended prayers. Or whatever it is. You can insert the example as per your choice. What happens is at the time of iftar, we love the food that we're eating because it's so delicious. And we don't know how to control ourselves. So many of us, we overeat. And then you become so tired and you become so exhausted. And you say, Quran, Da'a, prayers. I'll wait till tomorrow during the day when perhaps I'll have a little bit more energy because right now I need to sleep. We go to sleep, we wake up, again we're fasting, and we go through that same routine again and again and again because of the first moment that we procrastinated. We see that there are numerous ahadith and traditions of Ahlul Bayt that talk about the importance of making sure that we recognize the value of time and the day that is in front of us. Every day and every moment and every hour can potentially be a new opportunity and a new blessing for us. Which is why in a tradition, our Prophet ﷺ, he tells Aba Dhar, Ya Aba Dhar, Iyaka wa Taswif bi Amalik. He states, Beware of procrastinating, for verily you have today and have not yet reached tomorrow. You have this moment now. Don't say you're going to do something tomorrow when you have the moment right now. If you do have tomorrow, you will be in the same in it as you are today. Meaning what? That tomorrow you're going to make the same excuse. And then the day after that, you're going to make the same excuse. So utilize the moment that you have right here. In another tradition from Ahlul Bayt, they advise us about the importance of recognizing how entering into consistent procrastination about doing any good deed can continuously allow for us to distance ourselves from the mercy, from the grace, from the compassion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why a hadith tells us that amongst the biggest doors to entering into divine punishment is what is known as Bab taswif the door for those who procrastinated. Those who procrastinated when it came towards seeking repentance, for instance. Umar ibn Sa'ad, the commander of the army, the commander of the Umayyad army on the day of Ashura, as he stood against the grandson of the Messenger of God, Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib, and was responsible for shedding his sacred blood on the 10th of Muharram, 61 years after Hijrah. It is said that the people of Kufa, they went to him and they said, how dare you did what you did? To which he would put off responsibility. He would say, it wasn't me, it was Shemr, the actual man who committed the deed. When they went to Shemr and they said, why did you do what you did? He said, no, it wasn't me, it was Amr ibn Sa'ad who commanded me to do it. And then they went back and they said, no, it was the responsibility of the governor of Kufa, Ubaidullah ibn Ziyad, who said, no, it wasn't me, it was Yazid ibn Muawiyah, putting off responsibility. And when they went to them and they said, repent, Umar ibn Sa'ad, he responds with his famous lines of poetry that I'll repent tomorrow or the day after that. Perhaps I'll repent in two years. And of course, not two years passed and he passed away during the midst of that time. Postponing our repentance, postponing our repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking forgiveness from others. 
by building good relationships with family members during the month of Ramadan, sending a message of Ramadan Mubarak, telling them to pray for you or just tell them that I'm praying for you, can all of a sudden alleviate those family relationships that have become so rocky perhaps during the course of the years. It's really important that we don't put off our obligations and our responsibilities. I work with people every single day and I help them create Excel sheets and charts whereby they're able to start to make up their missed fasts or their missed prayers. If you haven't started, then start today. Because today's a new day instead of procrastinating and say that I'm going to start fasting tomorrow or I'm going to start fasting next week or I'm going to start performing my Fajr prayers or my obligatory prayers when I get this age or next year or tomorrow. All of that's going to add up and you're going to be sitting and looking at these Excel sheets wondering, oh my goodness, I could have done this. I had the ability. And sometimes when we feel like we don't have that ability and we don't have the capacity, it's okay. You go sit down on the floor, you prostrate your head, and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you help and to support you in your path toward Him and to making sure again that you're starting today, that today is that day where I'm going to make that reformation. Today is that day where I say no more am I going to procrastinate. Today is that day where I'm going to say that I'm going to start to manage my time properly. In a hadith from Imam Ali السلام, he advises his companions in a letter by saying, seize what you have left of your life and do, not ke- and do not keep saying tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. For fairly those before you were ruined because of their persistent wishful thinking and their procrastination. Until suddenly the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took over them while they were heedless. That command of God is of course our own mortality. We're not going to live forever. So making sure that we're doing what we can in the time that we have and seeing it as an opportunity and as a blessing, all of a sudden, we're able to really make those correct strides, manage our time more wisely, and then get a little bit more insight into those words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He states, Asr, Surely by time, The majority of man is in a loss. Because how many days, how many years, how many months have passed me by without me utilizing myself, the gifts, the talents that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me for any semblance of good. And again, I don't mean that in a way whereby I'm preaching, but in a way where I'm reminding myself, hopefully allowing for us to take some sense of inspiration from God's words and from the traditions of the Prophet and his family, alayhim salatu wasalam, to shake us up a little bit. And to realize that we can't be amongst those people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, verily man is in a loss. He continues and he states, There's an exception to that rule, to that rule of those who allow for their days and their moments and their hours to pass by. And they are in a loss. The exception are those who do good, are those who believe those who do good, those who stand up for truth, and those who are amongst the patient ones. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who believe, make us amongst those who do good, and make us staunch in standing up for the truth and remaining patient in the midst of everything that we have to endure. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa alaha tayyibin al-tahirin. 
Follow Shay Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Joffer and look out for him on Facebook.